This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tonight's edition of the Rock and Roll Happy Hour is supported by Urge Gastropub and Mason Aleworks. Kenneth, a toast to you, my friend. It's Friday night and we are drinking beer in the studio yet again. <laughs> you know, this is the high point of my week. <laughs> This is the only thing you do all week. You know, pretty much. Yeah, the rest, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Actually. It's the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on FM 94.9, supported by Urge Gastro Pub and Mason Aleworks. It's Jeremy with me tonight, as always, our San Diego craft beer evangelist, Mr. Ken Wright. And how is the world of craft beery this, uh, this this fine week in December? You know, everybody's got holiday parties going on. Everybody's got special releases coming out. Barrel-aged beers everywhere. Well, I'm glad you bring barrel-aged beers up, because that kind of ties into our guest tonight. We've got Simon from New English Brewing. Welcome to the program. Good to have you back, man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. You've got how many medals to your name now for the beer you've been brewing off the uh, core beers? About... 50, I think. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I know. We've been around a long time, so, you know, it, it's when you wow. average it out. You know how often I'm always asking for the Pure and Simple IPA just because yeah, of them? Yeah, yeah. That or the Explorer ESB. That's really good. Or the Zumbar Imperial oh, Style. How can you forget about that? Yeah, you can't forget about that. Well, let's let's venture off uh, off that for a second. Talk about, now, you started doing, uh, like, a Hop Series beer, right? Yeah, yeah, we're going to try that just uh, to get started here. It's a uh, uh, Hop Slapped Series. Uh, as in slapped upside the head with our favorite herb. I mean, actually, my favorite herb. Not everybody's favorite <laughs> herb, but definitely yeah. my favorite herb. And, uh, I catch your drift to quote <laughs> Shakespeare. It's, it's a single hop series. Every time we brew it, we use different hops. And the idea being that we try to differentiate between uh, or, or educate people about the difference between hoppiness and bitterness. Well, I, I think that single, I, single hop IPAs are really amazing, too, especially if you're getting into craft beer and you wonder, well, when it says Motueka, what, what am I supposed to be getting? When it says Citro, what, what am I supposed to be tasting? Because all these hops will improve part different flavors sure. into the beer. And they're, they're, these beers are teaching tools is what they are. I, Absolutely. I, I'm on my like fourth or fifth quaff and I feel myself getting smarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am feeling seriously edumacated here. So what do you say the, the, the hop for this one, Hop Slap 5 is? So this is all Citra. In the, the late Kettle Edition um, and all the dry hops are Citra. Oh my God, that is so good. And, and like you said, it, it's really a teaching tool for anybody who goes, well, okay, Citra hops. I, I hear you talk about that all the time, but what does that mean? What does that taste like? This beer is a perfect definition of what to expect from Citra, both on the nose, on the taste, the bitterness of it. This is a proper Citra IPA. Yeah, and the, the, the cool thing is if you can get a couple of different versions side by side, um, the previous version was our all mosaic hop slapped. So if you try the mosaic hop slapped next, next to the citra hop slapped, then it's really kind of clear what the difference is between those two hops. Now, with, with citra, I, I mean, w- when I drink something that has citra in it, I get a lot of the rindiness of the citrus fruit. Yeah, you get a lot of that orange peel, lemon peel. Yeah, I was going to say... A little um, pithy in, in the, ex- as well. Exactly. Exa- the pith, that's what it is. It's <laughs> Don't take the pith, can, okay? We're seriously getting <laughs> pith tonight, everybody. Thank you very it's much. It's Friday night. We're going to get pith. All right, cheers to that, gentlemen. Thank you. 
quite the heady conversation we're having about hops here in the studio on the Rock and Roll Happy Hour. It's FM 94.9. Before I get too deep into our next beer with Simon from New English, our code word for your last chance to grab sold-out tickets to the Killers is TOP. Text TOP to 61749. Also, don't forget, you can enter it on our app and online at FM949SD.com. So we, we were having the heady conversation about uh, single-hop IPAs and Citra and, and finding the notes. You said that the essence, Ken, of Citra is that, what, citrusiness, pithiness? Yeah, it's the peel, the pith, the zest, if you will, of like orange and lemon. I mean, it's got some grapefruit and some, some yeah, some melon kind of notes as well in there. Though it's kind of it's 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 hidden away, but it's in there. It is, it is. And and you mentioned the last one you did was mosaic. Yeah, yeah. And of course, mosaic is kind of like the everlasting gobstopper of hops. It's got all these lush <laughs> tropical notes, exactly. and then you taste something else, and then you taste something else. But I, what I really like about this citra is that 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 pithiness comes through without that sort of back of the throat bitterness that you often get with something that is just the aroma is so citrus saturated and yeah. that, that is the hop slap number five from new english brewing is that something you guys are just doing in the tasting room or is that no no it's out it's out in the trade i mean it's only a if we just do one batch of each so once it's done it's done and then we move on to whatever our next seasonal is and then you know we'll probably do maybe three or four new hop slap versions next year so you know we can't do them every week but uh we'll we'll try to we'll try to roll them out throughout the year i i noticed uh, something else that you just poured out that's rather can't, can't call it seasonal but it's it's definitely the fad of ipas right now the the hazy ipa you guys went and did one yourself whole lot of hazy huh yep yep is that like a tribute to led zeppelin right there actually it's more of an acdc tribute and i think uh you know a whole lot of rosy exactly a lot of rosy okay a whole lot of something you know that's good oh there's a whole lot of something going on in this i'm liking hazy ipas now because of just the difference you get and every single brewer's take on it because some people think you need to do this some people think you need to do that some people get their haziness from this but i i really think if, if you you know you just try them all side by side you find what and whose style you like drink it yeah this one this one is cleaner than some some hazies are like have that residual like you've just drunk juice but it's still it got almost, that full mouthfeel to it yeah this is a full mouthfeel but it's got just that crispness to it yeah, which got, i really plenty like of, uh, plenty of mouthfeel plenty of body from a ton of oats so you use you use like a high protein uh, malt and oats yeah see yep. that that's what i'm finding the hazy ipas that i am really gravitating to have a lot of oats in them yeah they're, they're very oat forward just to get all that mouthfeel. It gives and, and, it that silky smoothness. We're not looking at a bunch of yeast in the beer. It's you right. Know, this is actually, if you put that on a shelf and left it for a week, you wouldn't have any yeast settled on the bottom of your glass. You know, and, and I think what a lot of people suspension. misunderstand about hazies is that yeah, it's just an unfiltered IPA with the yeast and stuff like no. that floating around. No, no, no. There's proteins in there from the mash that you've yeah. got. You, you you start out with a totally different grain bill to give it that rich, luxurious. It's a different dry hopping profile as well. Yeah. So that helps to, to bind those. Uh, those those hop oils into the beer as well and gives it part of that haziness is to do with that. Yeah, the oats just give that smoothness and yep. you know I, I love oats. Yeah. So what are the hops you're using in this? So it's uh, Simcoe and Mosaic. Speaking of Mosaic, there you go. It's about twenty five percent Simcoe and seventy five percent Mosaic. Is that you could pair Mosaic with just about anything? Yeah. I mean that is such a great second hop to pair with others. It, it, it always works most of the time. If you see Mosaic on an IPA on the tap list somewhere, if you're curious about IPAs, go with that. Try that because Mosaic is a great. Game. Gateway hop. Very, very, very giving hop. 
From what I understand, we are in the midst of the haze craze here in San Diego, but another sort of benighted parts of the country uh, hasn't yet hit. Like, Jeremy, yeah. you were I, on the road. I was, I was in Tucson uh, for Thanksgiving, and I realized that looking at the tap list, you know, there were lots of local beers on tap, which I, of course, tried. I didn't see one hazy IPA. It's, and, it's just, it, it, hasn't, it hasn't reached that far across the desert yet. Yeah, Simon couldn't find a hazy, well, he found a hazy IPA when he went there, but you, 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 were, you were going to a bar in Tucson and uh, looking forward to some local beers and... And, and it was uh, it was a modern times tap takeover. Modern for times. So, those so we raised a glass of those guys. Cheers, those guys. kids are at it again. They're everywhere, man. All right, well, this drink, is delicious. Let's drink some more of this. Okay. Uh, any song, anything in particular you want to put with this song musically? <sighs> oh God, now you're asking me. I'll let you guys decide. All right. Fine. Oh, I got just I got just the idea because it's called Whole Lot of Hazy. Uh, let's play Whole Lot of Rosie. We love you, Malcolm! I love what I've got tonight. It is the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on FM 94.9. It's Jeremy with me, as always, our San Diego craft beer evangelist, Mr. Ken Wright, and the man behind New English Brewing, Simon. We've had him on the program before. It's always good to have you back in the studio. And just off-air talking about all the innovations he's bringing to beer, his own brewery, some of the beers that he's doing. This one, I'm still, my mind is blown when you told me that you were bringing this beer. It's called Training Wheels, and you define it as a... Session barley wine. See, that's the... A session barley wine. the, the dumbest thing in the oh world. It's a session God. barley wine. You think barley wine? All right, so I'm, I'm settling down. It's like down a golden for, stout, right? Settling down for twelve percent. This one clocks in at seven point four. So it's a session barley wine. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and what defines it as a barley wine? Well, it's really the malt bill. It's a super malty beer. It's got, got it. a big giant malt profile based mainly around a Franco Belgian Belgian um, 150 caramel malt. Wow. That we uh, that we use in this that gives it all that color and all that biscuitiness. And nuttiness. Oh, Ken, this is so easy. C150. Good old C150. It's so easy drinking, though. You think with malts that dark, you're going to get some of that that bitter, almost charness to yeah, it. Yeah, you get that acrid. No, kinda. it's it's sweet. Because that's chocolatey. the thing about it's, yep. it's caramely. It's smooth. It's only I'm, about 30 IBUs, so it really wow. is. The malt's really coming through. That's what's playing into it, this one. It's not sticky, but there's sort of an, a low lying, inherent sweetness to it. Mm-hmm. This is lovely. Now, when you, when you hop this beer, was it just bittering hops early in the boil and then you just kind of let them do their thing um yeah kind of a mid uh, uh mid boil hop as well uh actually i don't remember what it was because this is our head brewer matt's recipe and uh, he basically named it and came up with the idea for the uh, the session barley wine moniker as well so <laughs> have to give a shout out to matt for that oh wow this is really good you know what? i, I want to serve this in a big huge imperial pint glass and pretend that i'm sitting in an english pub and it's raining outside <laughs> i will i will take a cool san diego day where it's a little bit rainy and I'm watching the beach. Yeah, that works too. Yeah. Can we still have fish and chips? We can have fish and chips. Awesome. And you know what? I, I guarantee you, if we sit at Shakespeare's and drink this, we can almost see the water and eat fish and chips. Excellent. Did Matt let you in on the story of how this came about, creating this beer? I mean, what, uh, I what think kind it's, of- it's a, it's a, a homebrew recipe, I think, that he's been working on for a while and uh, he wanted to just scale it up and, and roll it out for, uh, it's only in the tasting room at the moment. It's kind of a, just part of our innovation series that we have. You know, these other two beers that we've already tried uh, are brand new this year as well so we We know san diego is such a such a hop forward town you know i mean we love our ipas which makes sense. I got to tell you, man, this is long overdue. Most forward is... beers like this are what we need. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. It's not the hero we deserved. It's the hero we needed, man. It is, man. <laughs> and, and you know, and again, when a lot of people think super malty beers, they think kind of sticky, maybe heavy. No, no this it's super is... clean. It's super clean and aromatic. It's got that really oh, nice, biscuity, wonderful, nutty wonderful. kind of flavor. And I think it's really easy drinking, even though it's, you know, 
reasonably Yeah, there's flavors like strong. you would get in nut brown. Mm-hmm. There are flavors you would get in an amber. There, I mean, that, that caramel, a, that toast. A little barley wine in there, but it's not boozy. <laughs> right. Which right. I, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, have you thought about putting that in barrels just as it is like a little barley wine? I don't know. Hadn't thought of that. Quit playing so coy with me. I'm going to beat the truth <laughs> out of you. Fine. Here's a, here's a little tunage to go along with that, and uh, I'm going to now turn the mic off and beat Simon Simpson. Fine, then. Don't tell me. After beer boarding Simon for the last 10 minutes. He won't minutes, talk. He won't give he, it up. He refuses to give me the secret recipe. It is the Rock and Roll Happy Hour on FM 94.9, drinking with Simon from New English. Really innovative beers tonight, like the Training Wheels Winter Ale or um, Session, session Barley Wine. Session <laughs> Whole lot of hazy uh, hazy IPA in your hop slab. Number five, which uh, you, you'd call it an IPA, but it's really a pale. No, it's pale ale. That it's, features it's pale ale. one single hop. This, yeah, this exactly. is Citra. I highly recommend you're interested in beer. Go to the tasting room, find it, drink it, enjoy it. It'll give you a very, very good understanding of the hop that we love. Citra, another thing we love is barrel aged beers. And I know you <laughs> have been doing a lot of that recently. This is um, the one you poured out for us. Give me the story behind your whole cellar blend. Okay, so this is, uh, we, we've done a couple of blends. Um, this is the first one that we've done in. In a commercial quantity that we could actually package, uh, so it's cellar blend number three, um, and it's a blend of uh, three different types of barrel aged brown ale. So uh, four roses, barrel aged brown ale, and two different batches of uh, Heaven Hill barrel aged brown ale. There was a barrel aged, <laughs> a barrel aged barley wine is in there, and also a barrel aged zumbar in equal proportions, about twenty percent of each wow. of those five different barrels. So that gave us this beer, and it's just it comes in about ten percent. It's, uh, it's it's super complex, and I just don't really know where to start with this thing because you know and you get could a just whi- get a whiff of that. It's all kinds of dark fruit. Oh in yeah, there. it's just huge amounts of dark fruit. You got apricots and stewed plums and stewed all kinds of good stuff. Plums. Now, Get into the taste of it. Now, experiencing that with the smell, it's this super smooth, velvety kind of experience. Of wow, and it, it's not boozy. No, it's not. I was really not, expecting it's more not boozy or syrupy at all. It's uh, yeah, that you know the, the the satisfying body on these beers, yet with that clean finish that leaves you wanting more. It's almost got like this dark chocolate finish to it. I was going to say, it's, yeah, it's it's Baker's chocolate. chocolate. Real chocolate, yeah. There's Baker's chocolate there. That's coming from the Zoom bar. Uh, I was going to say that has to be from the Zoom mm-hmm. bar. Maybe some Baker's there's bourbon. <laughs> Actually, there is bourbon in here, right? Oh, yeah. These are all bourbon barrels. So. Oh, wow. I think the fact that you used brown for the base beer is what sets us apart from a lot of other barrel-aged beers where you get a lot of stouts and porters. You get that sweetness of the malt, the roastiness. Browns offset that in a different way, and having it combined with the bourbon barrel, it's almost... Um, it's closer to like a Werther's original than it is. You get more vanilla. Yeah, yeah you get, it's more vanilla than vanilla toast you caramel. Get, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, a lot of caramel. With this, you I get like the chocolate. It. Brown bread. That's what it is. It's liquid brown it's like a bread. Big giant mouthful of a big fruity fruitcake, you know. Not the English fruitcake. I, I, English I, fruitcake. I have a hard time describing it to a lot of Americans. Well, my mum used to used to bake one every year for, and it, actually, usually in like January or something like that, January or February, and she'd put it in the closet and she'd basically feed it brandy all year, <laughs> and it'd be wrapped up in a cloth. And it would just sit there in a dark place. And every now and again, when she remembered, she'd pour some brandy on it, and it would just absorb all that brandy. And it was it was just this batter, just just filled with 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 dried with dried fruit. And then you know, come I- Christmas time, it was ready to go. And, uh, <laughs> I like the sound of dowsing a cake once a month for a year. I like that. Ken, I'm I'm just imagining, you know, what what a year's worth of dowsing like dried fruit and and bread would taste like after a year. I guess, you know, the alcohol content is so high you don't give any It's worth a try, man. Why not? <laughs>
I'm starting to like some of these English things. Tell me more, sir. Actually, I'll hold on to that because uh, we got another barrel age thing coming up that uh, yes, we do. I cannot wait to try. Woo. It is a rock and roll happy hour on FM 94.9, supported by Urge Gastro Pub and Mason Aleworks. It's Jeremy with me tonight, as always, our San Diego craft beer evangelist, Mr. Ken Wright. You're looking rather rosy cheek tonight. I, I was just going to say, I feel a holiday glow coming on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> could it be the high ABV beers we're drinking tonight? Oh, goodness, maybe. Courtesy of Simon from New English Brewing. You always just roll it out when you come on the show. I appreciate that. Some killer beers. You're trying to bring the good stuff, you know? Your cellar br- blend number three, the last one we tried. Now, I didn't get a chance to ask you is that available now in bottles it's going to be available by christmas so okay. <laughs> as well as the the next one we're about to try which is the barrel aged you know, barley wine speaking of bottles what bottles of new english can people find out there in the marketplace right now well we this year we just started doing uh, 12 ounce so we have five different uh, beers in 12 ounce uh, uh, pure and simple ipa yes. um the zumba of course the brown yes. ale yes um, the Humbly Legit IPA and our double IPA called Too Legit. You know, I don't think there's a core beer you guys have that I don't enjoy immensely. Thank you. Now, let's talk about this next one. Barrel-aged barley wine. Talk to me. You uh, just Is this like a amped up version of Training Wheels? No, Or is no, this your different. own recipe? Yeah, this this is a, uh, a, a re- based on a recipe, a homebrew recipe that I had made probably 10 years ago. And last year it was, we found a couple of bottles at the back of the walk-in in, uh, <laughs> in, in, uh, corked and crowned in, in 750s. And we're like, what the hell are these? And, and this was your homebrew? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're like seven years old at this point. So we pulled off the, obviously, you know, we, we ripped them open and poured them out. And, uh, and it was this barley wine that I'd completely forgotten about having made and uh, it was so good i mean i don't think i can wait seven years to taste this one but uh, you know <laughs> it was it really had completely matured it was like madeira it was a little bit oxidized at that point you know but it was it, the, the oxidation actually really helped at, gave, gave it brought out some even more intense uh, flavors and just made it really more more complex so yeah, how, how, how does that work when, when i mean when a beer oxidizes not usually a good thing it's usually no, really, no, I really think, bad i thing. think like cardboard and pennies yeah but but, it, but sometimes like especially with a lot of your uh, it, it, in a barley wine type of beer, a really strong beer, it can really give you those kind of more like a sherry, Madeira type of notes. So take me from finding these seven-year-old bottles to building this barley wine on your big system, mind you, because everything changes when you go from homebrew recipe to yeah. larger barrel recipe. So we brewed it, must have been two years ago, we did brew a batch, uh, which was ready last year. I keep forgetting all these things were a year old, you know, already. So we brewed the recipe, we found the, we found the original homebrew recipe, we, we, we scaled it up, we brewed it, just a small... A small version of it, even though it was on our full-size system. I think we did like nine or ten barrels or something like that. And it, we didn't barrel-age any. Or we may have barrel-aged, you know, one barrel, like 52 gallons worth or something like that. So that was just to see what the beer tasted like, and it, it really tasted great. And uh, we sold it all. So then come this last January... We brewed another batch and um, slapped it into bourbon barrels, and uh, it's basically had about 11 months in the barrels, and we just packaged it the other day. So we're uh, just waiting for the labels to arrive. Once the labels arrive, we, we the beer turned out so good, we, we decided to bottle it. I'm yeah. having a moment here. Everything. I'm, everything you'd want in a bourbon barrel-aged barley wine. Oh, I hope to God there's some leftover pecan pie <laughs> at my house from Thanksgiving dinner, because I'm, I'm drinking this beer, and I get notes of like pie crust and dark fruit and dates and cocoa and... And caramel. Oh my goodness! Mm. This is this is a spectacular beer for this time of year. You know the best thing I love about this beer is the way you got it packaged with the uh, the, the the crown and the uh, the wax the coating. Wax. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be one of those that's great to buy six or seven bottles and then tuck them away and yeah, have one bottle a year as it ages. I would think this will age very well. Oh, I guarantee you. From what I'm tasting in this beer, it's going to age awesome. The great thing is that now we have the barrel room, which is our private event space. 
next door to the the original tasting room, uh, we have a lot more room for our barrel aging program. So we have currently, I think we only have about thirty barrels in there right now, filled with different kinds of beer, different kinds of barrels. And we can, we're obviously it takes a while. That you know, the barrel aging process is not something that you can rush. But um, we've been we've been doing different barrel aged beers for a few years. But now we have the room to really expand that program, do, make some different styles, and make blends, which is kind of the fun thing too, because you can have two or three different beers. But when you blend them, you find a really cool blend. Then you get another beer, not for free, of course. But it, it's really it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how the character of the beer changes. The the cellar blend, you know, came from the barley wine, the brown ale, and the zumba barrel aged versions. But when you blend them together, it's a completely different beer. Is there any left in that bottle? Because yes, I, I, I am craving like a uh, black pearl cigar right now <laughs> in a Maduro wrapper. Kind of yeah, I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> this is just so good. It, it's like Thanksgiving dessert in a glass. Well, let's gush about this off air because we're running out of time. Let's end it with this. Simon, thank you for being a part of the show once again. Thank you for bringing Thanks guys. Thank you, Simon. Always, Happy a, always a pleasure. Happy holidays to you too. Search New English Brewing. Go try some of their beer in the tasting room. Sorrento Valley Road. Go check out the barrel room. And of course, you know, if you happen to have a, uh, an event of sorts, he does have a barrel room up for rent. Huge thanks to our friends, Urge Gastro Pub and Mason Ale Works, for supporting the Rock and Roll Happy Hour, making tonight's episode possible. For all the details of the beers we drank, it's all posted online at fm949sd.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.